0: We'll go from there to mix up <laughs> confusion, Oh, man. Uh. man, it's a killing me. There's just too many people, and they're all too hot. All right, Kelly, we're back for a very special Thursday episode. Um, we, we sort of promised we weren't going to do this, but here we are. Well, I think that it's circumstances require some it of is. these ones, and we were going to talk about it anyway. So why not just save it and talk about it on this little handy dandy podcast that we have? Um, I recommend you guys go out and get, get a podcast for yourself. If you're looking <laughs> to talk about stuff, uh, why waste your breath? When yeah. you can't be recording it for posterity, yeah, everything should be recorded. Why do I do
1: be... it. <laughs> Make sure you take pictures of all your lunches.
0: <laughs> all of them, every single one. Uh, Kelly, we're here today, of course, to talk about the cranberries. Uh, Dolores O'Reardon yeah, passed away. She was forty-six. Do we know what happened?
1: Uh, st- well, we're recording this on the Thursday after uh, she passed away. She passed away on Monday, the fifteenth, and there may be more details at this point. But currently, we just know she was, uh, I think, found out in her hotel room. Uh, either on like shortly before she was due to go to the studio in London. Uh, and we don't know anything else. Um, it's, it's shocking. I, it's not something that I was prepared for. But, like, that's a stupid thing to say when anyone dies, but like, I don't know. It's, it's, she's younger and like, she was yeah. on the mend as far as everybody knew um, the last, any interaction she had on social media was positive And yeah. there's really no indication that something like this should happen. Um, so it's a huge bummer uh, to me personally and to lots of people in the world because yeah. they've had a huge influence on so many people, creative and, and, in general, and yeah. yeah, just, mm-hmm. yeah. So quickly about the Cranberries. Yeah. Let's just talk about them. The, they've been around since 89 is when uh, Dolores joined the band. So it was originally uh, Mike and Noel Hogan, Fergal Lawler, and Niall Quinn. They were a band in, in Limerick Island called Cranberry Sauce, which is a dumb name for a band, but uh, Quinn, Niall Quinn, the, who was doing the vocals, left the band in 89, and they put out a flyer saying that they needed a vocalist, and preferred a female vocalist, and Dolores got um, a rough cut of what would turn into the song Linger, and wrote words to it, it they just had the music for it, and they were like, holy shit, she said... I I knew no matter what I came into that audition with the second they I opened my mouth that I was going to be in that's and awesome. <laughs> holy shit she that's
0: a, that's a song that will last
1: yeah. time yeah I I mean Linger and Dreams off their very first album mm-hmm. are... I mean Zombie obviously off the off their I did not times. know
0: that Dreams was theirs <laughs> their song, yeah. yeah Linger I I just knew when you say linger I can't think of another song that's called linger
1: she came in with that like wrote the lyrics to it and and she was in and that's Kind of, the story tells itself. After that, they just became immensely popular. Obviously, Zombie off their next album, and 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 this was so early. They were kids. She was like nineteen or twenty when when she joined the band, which is insane. And the their very first album in '93 was wildly popular because of Dreams and Linger. And it just come out with another album right after that. Zombie, probably I would say Zombie is their their biggest song, at least in, in the states. It might be different in Europe, in in the UK. But
0: but I think they both sort of touch on something very different for both of them mm-hmm. and it's kind of crazy that you can have both sort of audiences one year
1: after the other and and, and being so new um and i think that led to a lot of dolores's problems personally she's mm-hmm. struggled with depression uh, she was anorexic for a while she's has bipolar she was a, a binge drinker and just had a lot of personal demons um she came out in an interview in uh 2013 admitting that she'd been sexually sexually assaulted as a young child from ages eight to to 12, I think, um, by someone who was close to her family. And like, that can't not fuck you up. And the fact that she never dealt with that publicly, um, there's a couple of songs and I'll talk about them later where I think, and this is before she had mentioned it publicly that I think it's really evident on. Yeah. And, uh, it, it messed her up. She uh she was married to a guy named Don Burton, who was the manager for the band Duran Duran, mm. who they actually went on tour with very early on in their career, and that's how she met him. And they broke up around twenty twelve, like oh, between wow. twenty twelve and twenty fourteen, which is Rose's their final album. Yeah, yeah. Uh like proper album. Right. Uh I, and I think a lot of the songs on there are are her really crying out for like, I don't want this to end. And then twenty fourteen she uh, had an incident where she was arrested on a plane I mean, because that, she yeah. assaulted uh, a stewardess, I believe, saying, I'm the queen of limerick. I'm an icon.
0: Yeah.
1: And just kind of yeah. lost it. But yeah. she wasn't on drugs. It was just she, like, broke. broke. She's was a lot of shit. Yeah. She had uh, three kids, and uh, mm. she was really open about, you know, I get sad a lot. She's like, I'm fucking depressed, and I have a hard time being famous i have a hard time being around people because she's a, a, an introvert she seemed like to be she, friendly with people but also just like i want to be alone and be with my family and enjoy the small things and like being yeah. outside like you know and she was religious and she just she i don't know she liked her her life her small life that she had and it kind of blew up yeah. i can't imagine i can't imagine being this kid from limerick ireland is just like Fuck my whole life is
0: exploded. Sounds like a kid who came from Hibbing, Minnesota. I mean it's not. I'm serious. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. How do you how do you deal with it? Like I think that the person that Bob Dylan is was very much a reflection of what happened in that moment. And same with her. Like her life as she knew it was always and forever going to be gone. And it was always going to lead right there to where we're at. And that sucks. Yeah. And that always sucks when people get to be, you know, 77 and 84. But at least it's in
1: like, you know, I know, you know, it's winding down. And for a lot of artists, you know, Bowie happened to him and Leonard Cohen and, and what's his name? Uh, Highway. I'm around Stone Cowboy.
0: Oh, uh, Glenn Campbell. Yeah, yeah. They
1: had this sense, like, this is it. This is my last thing. I, yeah. I get this goodbye. And, and for, Betty did not. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and, and well, for Dolores, the same thing. So they, well they just came out with something else in 2017, which was a reworking of all their songs with a a Irish orchestra behind them. And it was really beautiful. And they did a European tour just at the beginning of 2017. They were scheduled to do a North American tour Mm. and they canceled it because she was having back issues. And, uh, but they were, they were going to come back. We were going to do it. And like, they were going to the studio. That's we know where why she was in London. And now nothing. Now it's over. And it's just like such a bummer. Anyway, I, w- I definitely want to talk about my experience with the Cranberries, but I want to talk about their music too. Quickly just touching on the the abuse that she she struggled with and, and what I saw in the lyrics. Because she hasn't, with the exception of fee fi uh, which was absolutely about child abuse, and she said as much. Um, and this was before she admitted that something had happened to her personally. But the, the lyrics of the song are very obvious. And even if she hadn't said as much, um, she smells his body and it makes her sick. She, he's got so much to answer for how could you ruin a child's mind like mm. very obviously that's what the lyrics are the song that i think was also about abuse before she ever mentioned it before uh, i'm sure she i i can't help but feel like she absolutely wrote this song about her personal experience it was is empty off of no need to already use their second album
0: say a for me have me to feel the strength i did. my heart On me, all my plans fell through my hands, they fell through my hands. On me, all my dreams, it suddenly
1: seems, it suddenly seems, empty. Something's left my mind, my, my life, and I don't know where it went to. Somebody caused me strife, and it's not what I was seeking. Didn't you see me? Didn't you hear me? Didn't you see me standing there? Why did you turn out the lights? Did you know I was sleeping? Say a prayer for me. Help me to feel the strength I did. My identity has been taken. My heart is breaking on me. All my plans fell through my hands. They fell through my hands and all my dreams. It suddenly seems, it suddenly seems they're empty. Like, (laughs) holy shit. And that was, you know, off their second album. So I, I, the, the, it's, it's a constant theme in her life of, of darkness and sadness and just like. It's interesting that she wrote so many love songs because a lot of their their canon, their like their whole yeah. thing is is love songs. Yeah. Um, the uh, The last one I actually thought was about child abuse, but it was about the murder of James Bulger in 1993 or 1992, I believe. Um, yeah, he was a, a kid in England, and two ten year old boys abducted him from a mall, um, beat him to death, and threw him on a train track so that a train would run over him, so that they could uh, they could get away with the crime. And, uh, so I thought I, the ice cold mounts was about that because the lyrics are, how could you hurt a child? How mm. could you hurt a child? Does this make you satisfied? I don't know what's happening to people today when a child, he was taken away. That's the one that was like nine months. The, mm-hmm. the mother. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was about child abuse and it in essence is, but to learn, cause I had no idea about this kid being murdered.
0: No, no, no. Um,
1: I, I, I was like. I wouldn't think that she was talking about a pair of ten-year-old boys. It's still a, a monstrous crime, but it's like that to me. Right, as a an adult, as an, an adult doing yeah. it,
0: somebody with like a tr- consciousness. Yeah, yeah. Well, even zombies about the troubles. So right. you've been listening to them your entire life. So this is a totally and so I'm interested in this exchange.
1: Yeah, let's talk about the music. Let's talk
0: about the music. So I'm I'm just going to kind of lead the conversation because I listen to this in a in a specific way. I was like, I need to know. How people are perceiving this, because like like a lot of bands, people ride and die for the first record, and people hate the second record, and then like people, <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, and then they really hate like Bear the Hatchet and that that era, which is my favorite era, <laughs> and that's fine, and I totally understand that. I I that's that happens with pretty much every band on the planet. So I started with no need to argue because of Zombie. Right. I was like, all right, I know Zombie, I got this. Uh, when it started, it was like song number three, the crunchy guitar started and I was like, this is great. This is what the band is going to be. A couple of slow ones and then some crunch. <laughs> no, that record is probably, the, uh, it's, it probably is one of my least faves because it lied. It lied straight up. And that's such a 90s thing to do. Like this is the fucking monster hit and the rest of it just – not that it didn't live up to anything, but it wasn't what I was expecting. So Zombie is a fucking classic and it's great and I had a great time listening to it. It's been a long time.
1: And that was about an IRA bombing in England. Yeah. uh, that killed two kids?
0: Two people, yeah. Very specific. Yeah, Ridiculous Thoughts I enjoyed. Yeats Crime. Yeats Grave, I also liked. Um, the guitar was really cool, and it was like the only time since Zombie, and that's like near the end of the record, that I was like, "This is great, I really enjoy it." But cheat uh, something that I caught right away on that first listen was like, "The girls got hooks."
1: I mean, I I, I want to state clearly for the record that I really enjoy all their albums. Um, I would so assume so, even with the lows, which there are some. I just I can not like it. I mean, it appeals to my baser nineties love and and Dolores' voice is so unique. It's, yeah, it's so fucking magical. Voice. She has this like lilty airy yodeling thing but then also so powerful. I mean zombie is is nothing if if not exemplifying Yeah, I for me, ridiculous thoughts was a big one. Can't be mm-hmm. with you, and uh, and I really did like empty, and that's also because of her voice. That when empty, like how yeah, oh, she's yeah, oh, just fucking nice.
0: it. beautiful. She's she's yeah. She, but that's the thing about the hooks, like those like lines that sort of stick with you, and and like and that's a contrast to Bob Dylan too, where he doesn't he doesn't often allow those things to hit because I don't think he can. He's not that kind of a songwriter, but these are. Great because they do the things that pop music does, which is they give you the, the hook and it, and it really sinks in. And her voice is so great. Like even little things like in Ridiculous Thoughts, like you're going to have to hold on, hold on, hold on. Like yeah, she has you're, you're really there. Cool you know? techniques.
1: And the, the way that she extends vowels or like it's just incredible.
0: Bury the hatchet. I went to the next one. I chose Bury the hatchet because it's the worst album cover I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Uh, it was designed by uh, by Storm Thorgerson, who you will know better as the person who designed Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd, which is one of the most iconic albums ever. Uh, he also did the Audio Slave, um, you know, the Audio Slave album with the big like flame. In oh, yeah. the desert or whatever and there's like a person standing there he did that uh, he also uh, did a lot of records for led Zeppelin, genesis uh mars volta who i love roy harper life mask is one of like the most haunting not only records uh, roy harper man we'll have to do a mix of confusion on him kind of forgot he existed he's amazing uh he also did a lot of um for wings as well uh if you don't know this is like there's an eyeball in a desert looking after a person squatting like they're taking a dump on the desert <laughs> floor you thought it was a tent flying away yeah, from whatever I was happening in that tent know. with that guy <laughs> that's a compromising position if there ever was one um and uh pitchfork who did a list of the worst record covers uh stated quote uh storm Thorgerson's artwork fluctuates between the iconic and the insane this one falls into the latter category <laughs> fair enough so it was terrible anyways bear the hatchet my favorite record of all of theirs animal instinct you like this
1: song? Crushes it's it. It's so silly. Oh. I love it.
0: So do I. Yeah. You can love silly. It is silly, um, but it's also like a lot of this. This record is written for a kid. You know, she this, she had just had her kid. Well, maybe her first kid. Her first kid. Yeah. First I think kid. it is her first kid because there's a lot of stuff on there. Um, promises. She like wiles out, which is great. Oh, yeah. Just my imagination is really my sweet and playful. Yeah, which that sweet and playfulness didn't happen. on no need to argue again. I'm not going linearly. Because this is this is the order I listen to it. So that playfulness was something that I did not show up on No Need to Argue, but does show up on other albums. Um, Shattered is amazing. Uh, please don't stand in my way. Copycat is that obligatory 90s song. Another very silly song. Well, but the, just
1: the way. Copy, 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 copy. Like,
0: that's what so I mean. Good. <laughs> so fucking good. But it is basically like real big fish or sellout. It's like it's every 90s band has to have... What did I say? Um, there... We're all clones now and the radio is so meta commentary We're all the, the same industry. except for me <laughs> Yeah But that aside it's so fucking good and, and everybody plays the game cuando- Copy coffee cuando- cuando- sy- Bronf- the- Copy 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 everyone else Copy 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 everyone else yeah my favorite review of this uh was online it said quote you will quite often find me sitting with a cup of rural gray tea chatting with my dad while the sound of the cranberries fills the room <laughs> i was like that's quaint and i like it that sounds so british and this record is um is hard without being like, like zombie is is hard. that's gr- like that's obviously trying to be like a grunge song this is like this is like like good, just proper, like mainstream rock. Like I, I don't know. I really, I really liked it.
1: Yeah, my uh, promises is one of the big yeah. ones off here, obviously. And We're great, and it's so good. She's wild out. So it's just my imagination. The the other thing, I'll try to stop harping about her voice, but it's just so fucking amazing. It's so strong. She sang with Pavarotti. Like she held her own against. Oh, him. I'll play all the singing. Um, so Ave worried. Maria, amazing. But uh, she also has a heavy Irish accent, mm-hmm. and it comes through in her music, which mm-hmm. is. Not usual when people sing. I mean, Bono, you can't really clock him as Irish. And no. a, a litany of British bands. You can't ever clock them right. with their accents. It, it just is the way it is. We go to a whole linguistic. Well, like thing.
0: deeper than others. And I mean, hers is like, must be real. Cause she, and it's there the whole it time. It comes through the whole time.
1: Yeah, and it's know. so beautiful. that mm-hmm. And that Celtic everything just comes through. So much of their music. Fantastic.
0: And it's unique. It's just and unique. And you know, you know, it's, know her. it's her. Absolutely. Yeah. Boom.
1: Which is that's Whoa. the signature of a... Amazing, the good, an artist good, yeah. like That made an impact That's true Because you know what's there Absolutely uh, There's I never listened to the extended versions of these albums Which Spotify has okay. all of Like the complete sessions of And there's a track oh. at the end called uh, Such a Shame Which was really funny Because she's like I think you're awful I think you're horrible A waste of space It's very like Fuck you by Lily Allen yeah. Fuck you yeah. You know like It's just really funny yeah. I didn't I've never heard that from them Just like blatantly yeah. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. <laughs> so it's really funny. That's great. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's I think that one's a hard one to beat. Um, at that point, I was riding high on my cranberries love. I was like, "This." But oh, what do you think
1: about Desperate Andy?
0: Rocks. Um, no, no, there was not a bad song. The only thing going against Barry the Hatchet is that some of I can't beyond like Animal Instinct, which starts it and like promises. It does sort of blend together. I do remember Desperate Andy because I was like, "What is this song title?" And I do remember it being good, but I don't know anything about it.
1: Yeah. I can't so, remember the song. It, like, the beginning, she's talking about, like, he loves the ball and chain. He loves being around his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And so, and then he's like, now you can do, you're free to do whatever you want. You're free. Like, uh, I thought it was about, like, a guy breaking up with his girlfriend and being like, oh, I remember being single. And apparently Dolores wrote this song about sometimes you see a big, scary guy. And it turns out he's a softy on the inside. I was like, oh, I really read this completely differently. Oh. Yeah. That was fun.
0: Desperate Andy. <laughs> no, I don't, uh... Yeah, I don't remember that. Right. That's fine. Right. But I did know I liked it. Because <laughs> you there like were, this there, album. Well, <laughs> and there were none that were just, like, out of the way calling, which there are a few. Then I went to your favorite album, To the Faithful Departed. That's 1996. Right. Yes, sir. Uh, it got me right away with that dulcet to- guitar tone. It's so 90s. It's so what I expect. But it already feels different than No Need to Argue, which is dope. Salvation. Oh, yeah. We'll get to all of these. But Salvation was great. Free to Decide lulled me into, like, a false <laughs> sense of, uh you know, like, all right, everything's fine. Everything's going. And then it's like, we're at war with Russia. And I was like, what? When did this happen? <laughs> and that's kind of when it was like, oh, 96, Cold War. Like, what was it like to, like. I don't want to talk about this stuff. Very strange. And then that like that with War Child was... So anyways, I don't I don't know what to think about those things. Uh, Forever Yellow Skies was really punchy after the mm-hmm. lull. We'll talk about a shot John Lennon. Uh, the gunshot scared me. Um, and then the album disappeared. And the thing I started realizing at this point, the albums are too fucking long. They're too fucking long. <laughs> and for fans of it, like I can't get enough, that's not a critique. But for me, abso- John Lennon went away. He was shot down. And I didn't come back until she was screaming about Sarajevo. Like <laughs> uh, it's just, I cannot tell you what happened between then. Uh, and then Bosnia was basically that summing up of the Cold War. Like we're free to choose. Well, You've also been to Sarajevo, yeah. and this is again twenty years after this album, and like yeah. things are drastically different. That's true. And that uh, you know you gotta you gotta you gotta listen to it in that context too.
1: So the thing I will admit uh, about my love for the Cranberries is that I wasn't always listening to the lyrical content as you are want to do. Sometimes when you listen to music it just happens. I was always so focused on her voice mm-hmm. that the whole Sarajevo thing, not to mention I'm a fucking idiot and don't know anything about history or geography. So she could have been saying literally anything. I don't even know that I knew she was saying Sarajevo. In fact, I probably had no idea she was saying the words Sarajevo or Bosnia. I was just listening to her sing it and it was beautiful. And I think a zombie in the way that when she says, Zabe and then ooh, that like noise mm-hmm. is such the that's like a quick clip of her range and amazing expression.
0: Wake up and smell the coffee.
1: And yes, it's great too. But I think that's why I love the track so much, Bosnia so much, is because she does that same and then Bosnia. Mm-hmm. Like we we do one for the other, like the extreme, mm-hmm. it's just so powerful. Anyway.
0: She found two words that she could rock on.
1: <laughs> and it didn't matter what... That's what I was saying. Like, it's just, sing me fucking anything. Just and sing to me. And that is not going to fly for me <laughs> in 2018. Sorry. Fair enough. Yes. Uh, yeah, this was my favorite album. I think it's because this is how I came upon them. This was the first album I listened to. Uh, everyone's heard Zombie. Everyone's heard Linger. Mm-hmm. Everyone's heard Dreams. We know I've heard this. heard
0: none of these songs, I think, in my entire <laughs> life.
1: But, uh, yeah, To the Faithful Departed, it was... I'm I, I and mean, I didn't also look at any of the critical receptions. I know you're a, a reviews guy and like I never look at that stuff. I like I like. Well, I think that's totally think valid. That. I mean, and and it's not that but I. But you're right.
0: I do I do like those, especially with bands I don't know. I don't know anything about the. Cringe. I think it's a good idea. And you are great, and you're trustworthy, but you're you are you are tainted as I'm tainted. Oh, with Bob Dylan. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to be the most you know, reliable source. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's yeah, fun to I go mean, back I, and I see like, what people say. I like
1: yeah, that, I and do. I think it's a good idea, especially to to not only get a more objective perspective, but. But just to, I don't know, to to see what other people think is Mm -hmm. just nice because yes, everyone's dated Yeah,
0: you don't have no objectivity. Well, I think it makes the songs better. I think it makes it all better when you can like, out of like right now, you're you know you feel like this deep. I mean, I'll feel this way with Bob Dylan too. It's like when people start talking about Bob Dylan, I'm gonna be like, fuck you, you don't know anything about him. Fuck off! Stop it with your stupid like three songs that you always talk. About. Stop it with "Linger," "Dreams," and "Fucking Zombie." Yeah, there was so much more than that, you know. So I understand all of that, but I I I found them even more charming and better. The fact that I delved in to all the critical stuff that happened, because um, if I didn't and I just listened to it, I don't think I would be as charmed or. Um, as well informed, because like, you got all uh,
1: that, that ire of like the people being like, "God, this is shitty." Well,
0: and it, and a lot of it is uh, like like with a lot of Bob Dylan stuff. It's like you talk about like oh the '90s, what happened to music? You know, oh I shot John Lennon. Like people from the '60s are like, I don't really understand any rock in this era. Like I shot John Lennon. It's basically just that era killing their you know people who made amazing great music, and they just wanted you know they just em- embody john lennon you know to basically f- try to feel what it was like to hear music back in the day oh my I was god like, oh god this is like no, no, no. straight hot garbage i'm like thank god i was not alive <laughs> i mean i was alive but thank god i was not of like, a critical in mindset yeah. in the 1990s oh my god
1: I'm i wish i could go back uh <laughs> this was the first album that i ever had of theirs i bought it at a thrift store um i knew who they were because of those famous songs yeah yeah and uh i just went home and i Loved it. I listened to the shit out of it, and I ended up downloading all their music. I think I bought um, – The everybody else was doing it, so why can't we? Mm-hmm. And uh, But this always stuck with me. I, like, from the gate, Hollywood got me just – again, her voice.
0: I agree. When that started, I was like, this is not – no need to argue. This is, <laughs> this is good.
1: Yeah. And Salvation is uh, my favorite Cranberry song. That's a great song. And just to hear someone say to all the kids with heroin eyes in such an upbeat tone, mm-hmm. and then – like. Mm-hmm. It just was wild to me. It was funny that people thought that was an anti-drug song because, sure, on the face of it, literally someone's telling you, don't do drugs. Oh, yeah, and tie their kids down to their beds. Like, what a fucking amazing, amazing song. Uh, I never took it as that. I always took it as the standpoint of somebody being like, people are telling you what to do. You make up your own fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Salvation, liberty, using your brain, that's free. Think about that stuff. You're going to have everybody telling you what to do. And, I mean, Dolores herself has said it's it's – it was about don't do drugs. She was fucked up by seeing lots of her friends in Limerick and her, her little brother's friends and stuff and and seeing how they're all messed up on ecstasy because of the 90s and, and just like oh, yeah. was like, that's not great. But that's not really what this is about. It, it was more like songs have nuance. Yeah, yeah. Just think for yourself kind of thing. Yeah. So Salvation is definitely my favorite, favorite song for sure. And then. Even when you're gone, which is a very like slow trotting oh, okay, yeah. song, but I have such great memories of me like scream singing the song with my friend Jorgie in Colorado. Just the most dramatic we could, like literally throwing ourselves around the car. Just I miss you as big as you could. You know, just like so good. That's amazing. Um, and I just lo- I love every I love every song here. I just shot John Lennon. Um, it's so funny that people are so cynical and shitty. John Lennon was her idol. Uh, yeah. She said if she could be anyone that has ever lived, if she could meet anyone that's ever lived, John Lennon was her person. And The Faithful Departed is named that for a reason. It, there's also a song about Kirk Cobain on here. Mm-hmm. Um, just people that made a difference in music and, and what she was thinking about at the time. And uh, so I think it's really dumb and shitty that people would say that she had a she thought John Lennon was a, a peace loving, intelligent person who really understood the world in a way that she wished more people could. Yeah. And it's stupid that people wouldn't like and that's such a fucking I put this song is way better than Lenny Bruce's Dead <laughs> So uh, yeah I there think, you go. I think
0: that's very true.
1: And just the, the way that the, the sound of sad and sorry and sickening sight that that yeah. alliteration in which he gets it
0: I was like, okay, people be pissed at this album. (laughs) So I was like, all right, I have to go back and listen to the first one. So I got to start back at the beginning and then we'll work our way out. Yeah. All the way back back to 93, 93. Everyone everybody else is doing it. Why can't we kind of an awesome album title? I love it. It's very nineties. Great dreams and linger monster songs. What shocked me, I'll be honest, album, not for me. Uh, it was a lot of no need to argue slowness. Um, just not my, not my vibe, but th- but not that they weren't bad songs. What really stood out to me, mainly because Dreams and Linger are such monsters, is that my mom, like when I was a kid listening to this, it's weird to think about. I just turned 30. My mom would be in her mid-30s listening to this when it first came out. This would be her music. Oh, yeah. And it's so weird to think of ourselves as like 90s kids or whatever. And like this is like our, you know, it's sort of our music. because We like it was the background of, of our lives, it. kind of. It was the background. Oh, we get in mix one, mix one hundred seven point <laughs> three, eighties, nineties, and today. just kids we were just kids and now we're talking about him on a fucking podcast in a bunker i mean life is weird
1: yeah so this album uh is obviously very deeply 90s it gives me strong Amos, Sandy defranco like mm, give it to me i'm all about that Uh, my favorite song on this album is actually how um and it just like dun, 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 like that it just really comes in with a presence uh and it absolutely exemplifies everything 90s but i mean like i'm pretty sure this song is in empire records it is like <laughs> think of empire records the movie yeah. this is the song that like this could just be the music video for this song and it's it's so good and yeah that's You're my
0: favorite
1: of it too yeah oh yeah i mean i, I like and this record, album yeah. a lot but like phew, that song yeah. how is definitely the one so and there's okay. Again with these little extended releases which I listened to for the first time. Yeah, complete
0: sessions. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, Liar from that was actually really good too, okay. which I never heard before. Nice. So it's like getting a whole nother album it's okay. from
0: the nineties.
1: Oh man, how I just want to fucking go listen to that and watch nineties movies <laughs> <laughs> and live my best life.
0: That's that is <laughs> that's you. It is that's you. I then jumped from ninety three. Back into present time, if you will.
1: 2001.
0: 2001. <laughs> to an album that I didn't have high hopes for because, although I should have, because Bury the Hatchet is still the best. Turns out this cover art is weird because Spotify has it as like a bunch of like digital balls going into these weird holes and stuff. Yeah. But apparently there actually was a real like she's in a bed and there's the desert and like the balls are bouncing around and stuff like that. And and it's done by the same artist, um, Storm Thurgeson. He he he's. We we thought it was it was confusing because like this is a terrible artwork and these digital balls are terrible and it looks like there's like a Sam Goody logo like or like a sticker the on corner, it yeah. like can we get that oh it's their logo oh this is terrible yeah and it turns out that it's not that terrible the actual artwork was cool I don't know what this is probably some like ten year anniversary bullshit but this is where the Storm Thurman stuff gets really strange where he's like. Quote, the idea of red balls came from granules of coffee percolating in the atmosphere, settling in your nose and waking you up. These became red, cranberries, and then (laughs) enlarged to gym balls to satisfy our rampant egos. Okay. I just thought after Barrier Hatchet, they're going to go back. They're going to try to like milk this 90s shit. Nope. They fucking rocked it. This is another (laughs) rock record. It was so good. Never Grow Old. They were mentioning Bob Dylan's Forever Young, which is dope. Oh, yeah. Time is ticking out. Yeah. Uh, That was a moment that was rough because it was like, what about Chernobyl? What about the ozone? I was like, all right. We're doing it again.
1: No, no.
0: (laughs) This is the day. uh, Is really awesome bass. Wake Up and Smell the Coffee is the song that I was like, all right, she died. What song do we put on our RIP twenty eighteen playlist, which you can already start getting now, but we'll tell you about it more at the end of the year so you can listen to all this stuff. We're just building it as we go this time. And you said wake up and smell the coffee. Like fuck Linger, fuck all zombie. Like, no, let's not do those. And even
1: Salvation, which is my favorite song. Yeah.
0: I was like, wake up and smell the coffee. Wake up and smell the coffee. And I was like, that's bold. Especially <laughs> um especially after I got four albums in. I was like what is it about the song I'm into it <laughs> and it turns out that it is not only the the most appropriate one but it might be one of their best songs that they've ever written because it does that balancing act between linger dreams and zombie perfectly and she is also like it seems very self referential about herself she's like talking about my like twenty six year old kid i'm like doing stuff and talking about her own life it felt like it was her own life now it could be some re- weird newspaper story about some other person's life that I don't know about yet. But it sounded like it was from her. And I was like, that, is, that makes it even more sad. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Shattered, 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 shattered. vocal performance is very, like, she exactly what's a reference. She has such
1: control over her voice to hit all those notes and that
0: She does not use those tricks in every song. I really thought that Zombie was more of a representation of what the band was, and it turns out that is wildly inaccurate. But when she uses the Linger Dreams and the Zombie tricks together, I can't immediately think of any other one. It the other moment in the song where whole.
1: she's like, she's so... And then, so... That, that, mm-hmm. so... The yeah. little, like, amazing...
0: Yeah. I, I wanted Crunchy, and I wanted that zombie feel with the lilting, lilting zombie. She's got it all. She's got it all. And and Amazing. this song is, is wonderful and does everything.
1: So I will tell you what the song is about, and then we will talk about at the end of this what the song means to me. Okay. So this song is actually about, uh, Dolores said it was about, waking up and smelling the coffee is, is kind of like, um, I guess it's a turn of phrase. I am not wasn't really familiar with it, but... <laughs> I, that's a thing, I guess, right? Yeah. Well, it's like wake up and smell or it's like smell the roses. Well, that's different. That's the opposite, I'm, not the opposite, I'm but kind the of. Coffee. Yeah. See, like stop and smell the roses. Like enjoy the things around you. Wake up and smell the coffee is like get woke. Like shit is going on around you. Oh, that's wow. why I had twenty four was insecure. Uh, do whatever it takes. But it's still about her. Make like, Okay. So there's. Well, yeah, but, okay. but it's not though. Okay, so, okay. but like that's a little. This is two different songs. So that part of the song is you should be present. Like, like that's why we have songs talking about. Chernobyl, what about the ozone layer? Like she's gotcha. She said in this, she's like, I've had my second kid. I, I really am cognizant of what's going on in the world now. And like, shit's fucked up. And we should really be paying attention because it's really important. And then the chorus is actually about her daughter. Oh. She's so gorgeous, I'll do anything. Yes. And uh, that is not what I thought the song was about. But we'll talk about that later. So that's that's what this was about for Dolores was like, okay. wake the fuck up because I love my daughter.
0: She used all of the tools in the toolbox. Effectively. <laughs> she did. And I thought that was that was great for what it for what it's worth.
1: So you saved roses for last, huh?
0: I saved roses for last. Yeah, because that was th- those two. I, again, bury the hatchet and wake up and smell the coffee are two of the most consistent records back to back in this entire catalog. Like I just don't think the rest of them even flow appropriately. I mean, because it's only the three before, but. Those three, those first three are, like, there's so many similarities between them, but they're also wildly off-kilter. A zombie really throws a wrench in the whole fucking thing. It's really hard to overstate how non-essential that song is to their entire sonic output. It, It's weird, man. It's weird. <laughs> it's like if they had a disco tune and they were like... Uh, you know, like that's a, what they were uh, for. a polka band. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. it just makes no sense. And I love it and I'm happy it exists. But but it's so 90s. You know, you have the hit single and all that kind of stuff, but all the rest of it around. It's great. Roses. Uh, it, it, yeah. Roses was was cool. Uh, it felt a lot like older people doing yeah. um, the next progression after Wake Up and Smell the Coffee. It, it felt like the next step. Um, uh, apparently they had recorded stuff that was going to come out as like the next album in t- 2004. And I think some of the songs, maybe they were old songs, re- reworkings of whatever. I don't know exactly everything behind the scenes, but yeah, it didn't come out until 2012. They broke up, I guess. And
1: yeah, they went on hiatus in 2003 and then go back together around 2009 ish. The whole time, uh, Dolores was still working with, with Noel because they were both the primary songwriters. Dolores wrote most of the songs, um, but but Noel also did some of the lyrics right. as well. Uh, it would usually go down. Like, Noel would write some music and she would write words to it. Or she would write words and he would write music to it. Uh, but sometimes she wrote the music too. She played the piano and, mm-hmm. and she played the guitar. So, um, and vice versa. Sometimes he would come up with stuff. Right. But during this time while they were on break, they would still send things back and forth. So a lot of the tracks on Roses were, in fact, written during the highest period or right before it. Gotcha. Um, so it's it's interesting. And I, I could really hear, like, finding out after the fact which songs were which. Um like which ones were written bef- like right after wake up and smell the coffee versus which ones were written closer to the release of the album uh, because they did have a different little bit of different flavor. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think that's, this is an album of 10 years older.
0: It also works because it does other things that don't show up in other cranberries albums. It's got little electrical components. They use like echoes and reverbs a little more like loosely than I, I can't remember a time that they did that. Yeah, my favorite, my tracks that I really liked, um, I mean, the two that stood out really was Tomorrow and Raining in My Heart. Those were my two, my two, my two jams.
1: I'd actually never listened to this album before this week because mm. I didn't realize they would come out with an album because I fell off after I wake up and smell the like coffee and yeah, it yeah. had been a long time. I didn't know if they were going to get back together. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, it was really cool to listen to. I think Conduct, Conduct Yourself is, is uh, the way that the album starts is a really good opener and uh, Actual Projection was, was yeah, one yeah, of my I favorite. Don't know. that and, was cool. That was um, really good. Yeah, it, and roses was a, a cool way to close it out. It's a bummer. It's a really pretty song, mm-hmm. um, but it's it, her dad passed away in two thousand and eleven, and this was uh, a couple of tracks on here were about that. And that was one he uh, died while she was holding his hand. And roses is about that. Like life's, the the line mm-hmm. "Life's no garden of roses; it's more like a thistle in time" is mm-hmm. pretty telling That's of that experience. Pretty. It is. She's yeah. a good songwriter.
0: Yeah, it's. It felt like another cohesive whole. That's again can't say that about the early stuff, but yeah. I can say it about the rest.
1: This definitely felt more like a, an idea. like a, like We have an idea of this album, how it's going to sound. Mm-hmm. This is how it's going to go. And it's really consistent.
0: Life is a garden of roses So it's something not a else, full album. something else, right? That's what it is. Um, three new songs,
1: right? Yeah, three new songs: "The Glory," "Rupture," and "Why." Yeah. Um, all were solid. I mean, the "The Glory" is like melancholy in the best way. Mm-hmm. Um, "Rupture" is fucking sad. You put a hole in my and heart. Again. It's she wrote it about depression and yeah. her experience with depression. And uh, "Why" is also about her dad's death. A sad acoustic right. kind of song. Yeah. Uh, they're all good. The rest of the album is reworkings of their uh, the rest of their catalog not the rest of, but some of their catalog, yeah. uh, done with the Irish Orchestra. And that's what they were touring with yeah. um, in that their European dope. tour in the I know, in the beginning of 2017. And I would have loved to see that. And I would have been here, and I would have had the money, and I would have made it happen. And, yeah, because I never got to see them. So this was, this brings us to the the close of, of the, the Cranberries and why I was just fucked on Monday. <laughs> just like, to borrow a phrase from the British, I was absolutely gutted, like yeah. just all day Monday I couldn't think of anything else and that's why that's all I did this week um I this was the last band on my list of, of bands to see before I died so now I'm not gonna get to see them um it, cause even if they got somebody to sing yeah which they could. I mean, I'm sure there's they're talented. Would you go vocalists. I mean
0: if they'd had like a couple of people, you know, like opening oh. acts that then contributed. Yeah, maybe I mean, that's not unheard of. Yeah. I mean it does happen. But it's a bummer. Like you're never gonna get it. It's that. like Woody like got Guthrie, they did the whole, you know, a lot of people came out and did yeah, Woody Guthrie. Yeah, you know, it was a one time concert, but
1: So I don't I wouldn't say no, but like I like obviously a king of the back. You can never get that back. No, it's no. not gonna happen. So That's wild. Um but yeah, the cranberries and Dolores O'Riordan specifically to me. Being a lesbian is weird because sometimes you're in this space where you're like do I want to be that person or do I want to be with that person? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was just she had short hair, she wore cool clothes, yeah. she's beautiful, so 90s. <laughs> amazing. Like she, yeah, typifying the '90s for sure. And uh, I, I just like I fell in love with her, just like everything about her and everything about the band. Yeah. And uh, getting that album in the thrift store was one of the best things that ever happened to me. I have so many memories of that time, and it was like right when I came out. It was like thirteen, fourteen, right in that sweet spot. Just like, oh, I'm gay. Oh, I like this lady a lot.
0: <laughs> this is a yellow covered album yeah. is my new life. Right yeah, here.
1: basically. Uh, and so wake up and smell the coffee specifically. Uh, her singing to hear a woman scream singing oh, yeah. the word and just like in her voice saying, She's so gorgeous, I'll do anything and, and feeling those mm. fucking terrible angsty feelings as a teenager, just mm-hmm. like I I am feeling that right now. I am nothing but rage and like hormones. Yeah. Just give me that. So that um was a huge, huge thing for me to, to hear a woman scream those words out she's so gorgeous i'll do anything she's so gorgeous uh, i'll you lose needed everything it to be a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it yeah. just it, and it, it also huge. didn't matter
0: i mean that's the thing about music that we've been talking about for the last year and a half it's all about you man
1: and she like for the most part a lot of their songs don't have a gender to them she's mm-hmm. usually singing in in a either the first person without mentioning a gender or the third person and those are little things that that you might take for granted if you're heterosexual or you're just not keyed into that stuff. But it's really powerful to hear a woman sing about a woman or a woman sing about nobody specific, like, no specific gender. Because you can really way more easily insert yourself than having to go through the hurdle of, okay, well, I'll either pretend I'm a guy
0: in this scenario mm-hmm. or whatever. So Well, you mentioned that, too, with, like, Fourth Time Around. Where yeah. There was another person that was never mentioned. Or uh, we only know that that she was a woman, but you never – Know knew who what, the narrator was or at. who the third party was yeah. or that there was a third party exactly <laughs> but that, that's and that's good songwriting right. that's somebody who's thinking about the craft
1: i think that's why it hit me so hard because she i found the cranberries at the exact right moment in time that i needed to and i found that song specifically exactly when i needed to yeah and uh it it sucks and it makes me
0: sad but there's probably for i mean it's not makeup for anything but hopefully there's like a vault of of Songs that are just waiting. <laughs> I mean, there might be. She oh, you listened to her, um, her...
1: Yeah, her solo song. So she has two albums that... Uh, forget the Baggage and something else. Is
0: remember. it just like acoustic? Is it...
1: it... There's a band. It's just not the same. It's, she it...
0: yodels. I know that. She also yodels. There
1: wasn't like a straight up yodel track for <laughs> what it's worth.
0: That's too bad.
1: So she's going to be dearly missed.
0: By yeah. It. Not just me, but so many people. And I'm glad I listened to them. I'm glad too. I've been like... Thoroughly educated That's great Not enough Not enough And that's what we aim to do And you've been listening to it This entire episode um, Go to our Go to Spotify I mean just search them Cranberries not, not too difficult No no need to make a playlist You know our favorites We've been playing them uh, This is it Kelly Any any final Final thoughts
1: Rest in peace The Queen of Limerick
0: Queen of Limerick We'll see you on Monday For License to Kill
1: Bye Bye